Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unsung Stories. Today we're chatting with Nat and hearing her beautiful story about wrestling with control and priorities. When her second child came along, she realised that she was grappling with this need for control and noticing some really ugly heart stuff coming out. And so she chats through how she's set about prioritising her first love in her life, which is Jesus, uh, and how that priority is what she wants her kids to see. You might not be aware, but Unsung Stories has a website and we have a blog post that's similar to this. It's called They're Watching You, Mama, uh, where I chat through my experience of modelling Jesus to my kids. So if you haven't already, why don't you jump unsungstoriespodcast.com and check that out. I think there's two things that we want to consider as this tension that we live in. One, we want to know God. We want to seek Him, we want to chase Him, and we want to be women who are wanting to spend time with Him in His Word. But motherhood can come with seasons where that's really hard to do. We might not have an hour of Bible time, and so lower your expectations. Open the Bible and read a psalm, read a chapter, even if it's one verse that you get for that day. Read it and meditate on it. But we are living in this tension, right? So... Give yourself grace for those seasons or those days where it might look like faithfulness in serving your family instead of sitting down, having a cuppa, reading your Bible. But challenge yourself, because I think we actually have more time than we think we do. What can you sacrifice to spend time with God? Is it the housework? Is it your Instagram or social media time? Could you do this with your husband as you sit down at the end of the day? Instead of flicking on the TV, could you read a chapter together? Could you go for a walk and listen to the Bible? You can get great apps like Dwell, but you can also have just that brown holy Bible app. We are very good at making excuses. So hear me, grace, but know yourself. Sacrifice where you can. There's this great quote that I've had written up in my kitchen pantry for the last few years and I thought it was John Piper but I googled it and nothing was coming up so maybe I did come up with it but I also doubt that I came up with something like this. Take from it what you will but the quote is this. Duty turns into desire. Don't believe the lie that you don't have time for God each day. Isn't that beautiful? And as Nat's story is about to reveal, that quote is right. Duty does turn into desire. And I'm sure you too will find that the habit of prioritizing Bible reading and spending time with God in that way will become such a source of joy for you that you will want to read your Bible. You will want to spend time with God because He is the true and living water that we need. Run to him, go to him, let him mold and shape you. You'll love it. How about we jump into today's show with Nat? 
Hi, Nat, and welcome to Unsung Stories. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Just so that our listeners can get to know you a bit more, could you tell us a bit about you, your family, and just what everyday life looks like for you? Yep. So I'm Natalie. I live in Wollongong, New South Wales, and I love it. I like to have my mum friends over. I like to read books and go for walks by the beach with my family and a takeaway coffee in hand. I'm married to Stephen and have been for almost nine years. And I'm mum to Adam, who's almost five, Bethany, who's almost three, and our new puppy, Beauford. Oh, that's sound, he sounds very cute. Yes. What kind of puppy is he? He's a Spiegel. A cockus oh. eagle. Oh, awesome. what a smart and cute combo. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> those things. Yeah, nice big floppy ears and yeah. One day I'd love to come down there and join you for that takeaway coffee along the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you beautiful. You are most welcome. We have plenty of coffee places and plenty of beaches. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds great. So you've been a mum for five years now. Has there been anything about it that has surprised you? Yeah, I I now tell anyone who asks about motherhood that it is soul refining. Um, <laughs> Great word. Yes. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't have picked that before kids. Mm. Um, I think as most women find, having my first child was a game changer for my day-to-day life. You're on someone else's routine and needing to meet all their needs, often at the expense of your own. But ultimately, I still could do a lot like serving in multiple ways at church, saying yes to different things and resting when he rested was all still possible. But having a second child who was on a totally different routine to the first, sleeping when my first was ready to get out and play, waking through the night when you've given out so much to everyone during the day, it really threw my capacity in my face and I couldn't do as much as I thought I could or should be doing. This is pretty common in motherhood that we realise that we don't have the capacity that we want to have or feel that we should have. Did you notice it becoming a bit of a problem for you or how did you handle that whole tension you're living in? Yeah, I think the biggest tell that I was at my limits was the rage monster it revealed in me. I'd go from experiencing these beautiful moments with my kids And then a few minutes later, raging that they weren't behaving how I wanted them to. A door shut too loudly when I'd just gotten the baby to sleep was enough to set me off at my top. My ability to go from zero to 100 just blew my mind uh, and left me racked with guilt that I'd behaved that way and to my own child of all people. So you're noticing this yucky stuff that's coming out. How did you feel with all of that? Pretty rubbish. Uh, (laughs) It felt like an emotional roller coaster. Uh, And it didn't take long to know that I wanted off. I started giving a lot of thought to the mum I wanted to be, the mum I wanted my kids to see. Uh, It wasn't one one with these ugly outbursts of uncontrolled anger, but one who had some self-control in frustrating moments and modelled repentance when she stuffed it up. So what's something that stood out to you as you realised this and wanted to make changes? I think it's interesting that I didn't feel condemned because it would be easy to wallow in these big, ugly feelings or go the opposite way and just write them off as part of being a tired, busy mum. But I knew I had a heart issue. And in his grace, I had this understanding that I needed to cling to Jesus, to pursue him, that he was my only hope for transformation. And also that I could come to him in this sorry state, that he loved me enough 
um, to take me as I was. But he also loves me enough that he doesn't want to leave me in that place. And it's the same for anyone with any sort of sin in their life. And so I reconciled to pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly. I wanted to live an authentic faith. If I was telling my kids that knowing Jesus is the best thing in life, I wanted them to see that I was truly living that. So I knew I needed to orientate my days to show that he is my first love. So how did you do that? Because I think that we can all identify with similar feelings of busyness or time or that tension as you juggle the kids or even the rage, anger, control kind of stuff. And realizing it's one thing, but changing is another. So what have you been doing with it? Uh, I'm going to say these things and it's going to sound like I have it all together, but I most certainly do not. (laughs) I'm such a work in progress. I have good days and bad days, but I know that it's not through me pursuing my definition of perfection that God is glorified, but me resting in him that gives Mm -hmm. the spirit space to work. So I'll share a few things that have helped create that space. Yeah, that'd be great. It's looked like pairing back the number of things I commit to each day, week and month, being really intentional about the social things, church things, kid things, etc. that I, our family, say yes to. And that's been hard for me because I like saying yes to things and Mm. I'm also a recovering people pleaser. But creating this margin in my life, acknowledging my limitations, the limitations in my capacity has slowed life down to a pace where I can spiritually breathe. I'm no longer overextending myself and giving irritability and anger a foothold. Mm. It's also looked like taking my Bible reading seriously, so carving out time every day to be hearing from God and learning his ways. And I'm not talking massive amounts of scripture here. For me, it's a psalm and a chapter of whatever book I've chosen to dive into each day. I'm the type of person that if you give me a heavy-duty reading plan, I'll read it to tick the box off on my to-do list, but it won't sink into my heart and change me. I take myself outdoors to read, so I'm not distracted by housework, and I also find that looking at nature helps my heart posture too. You can't help but praise when listening to a bird sing or seeing sunlight streaming through clouds. Once I've read something, I then just sit and think about a word or a verse I've read and be still. Um, Meditating, this has been so important for moving from just knowing about God to enjoying him. Seemingly small things like pumping good Christian music throughout the house or on car rides, setting my phone wallpaper to a verse, things like that have been helpful too. And finally, dwelling on the woman I want to be years down the track has made it easier to be disciplined today. You don't just become that wise, generous, grounded and prayerful older woman we all admire overnight. She's been disciplined in her walk with the Lord for decades. So if I truly long for that, then that needs to shape my today. It's all really beautiful. So you were mentioning that you noticed some sin issues or some heart issues popping up because of being busy and you've been living quite intentionally to put that to death. Have you noticed any changes? Yes, it has taken intentionality and discipline and to an extent sacrifice. Choosing to carve out time to be still or read the Bible when you want to do other things doesn't come easy, Mm. especially at first. Mm. Um, But in the Psalms, it talks about being brought into a spacious place. I honestly feel that way deep down in my soul, that I'm free to enjoy, free to fall apart, free to rest, free to just walk faithfully with him and authentically encourage others to do the same. 
There is no space for guilt if I fail one day. His mercies are new every morning. And those sacrifices and disciplines don't feel so much like that anymore. They feel life. I've having a print with Psalm 8410 on my wall as it captures this feeling and also to remind me on days when I'm tempted to believe otherwise. It says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Mm. How true that is, if only we could believe it with our whole heart. I've also learned to cry out to God as my first instinct in those heated moments where I used to jump straight to yelling. A quick inner prayer for peace and grace before I open my mouth. Mm. And our home is more peaceful because my heart is bound to the source of true and lasting peace now. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that you can see that it's affecting your home as well. Whether we like it or not, there's something to be said about mum setting the tone for the home. I know when I'm Miss Cranky Pants, everyone else is more likely to be cranky and when I'm calm and happy, other people are too. Lots of us mums have that rage monster inside of us and it might not be because of the same reasons as you. The monster's still there regardless. Would you have any encouragement for that mum who's not liking being stuck that way? I'd say, mama, you are known, you are seen and you are loved. There's no need to run away in shame from your maker. And there's no need to remain stuck where you are. Don't buy the lie that you're stuck in the first place. Instead, pray for the desire and strength to run towards him with all you have. Pray like the psalmist that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart would be pleasing in his sight. Because he is your Lord, your rock and redeemer. Every little act of faithfulness, every little choice you make to prioritize him in your day, will make you stronger in your fight against the particular sin you feel defeated by. Choose to lift your eyes and ground yourself in Him. He has given you His Spirit to grow you in love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness and self-control. Lord, You are our Lord, but it's all too easy to live our days as if You weren't. And so I pray for all who are listening that you will help us to make the changes we need to make to ensure that we are prioritizing you and letting your spirit do a good work in us. Thank you that we can come to you with all that we are, the good, the bad and the ugly, and you help transform us into a picture more like your son when we lean into you. Help us to persevere in pursuing your ways so that we reach that blessed, spacious place of freedom from sin, rest and delight. Let this be a life-giving witness to the children you've entrusted to our care. Amen. Amen.